Revolutionary.org podcast coming your way, episode 484. Steve Schmee and the Rickster, Ricky V. Rock. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right. So we're going to talk about, on this one, we're going to talk about a rehash. We're going to do another rehash. And this one, we're going to go back in time. And we're going to rehash an episode that we did previously, a couple episodes. And the one that I'm bringing back to the forefront is one about MK677 Nutriball, which was episode 344. And the reason I'm bringing that one back is because MK677 is one that not a lot of people know about yet. And it's one of the best appetite stimulators I've ever used in my life. Um, to the point of annoyance. And um, it's one of those things where if you're a person who doesn't have much of an appetite, you can use this stuff to your advantage for sure. So it's a really good one. We're going to talk about MK677, talk about how to use it, talk about what it is, and all that good stuff. What you got, Rick? Uh, Yeah. MK Neutral Bowl is a, is, a, is a good one. Uh, I like the healing peptide uh, episode we did about TB500. I think that's a really nice one to go along with the uh, MK677. So let's revisit episode 380. That's TB500. It's a great, great episode all about TB500, the healing peptide to heal uh, bones, ligaments, tendons. Very, very, very good episode. And uh, without further ado, here are the shows. What's going on, everyone? Good evening. Evolution Org podcast coming your way. Our compound series continues. This is going to be number 344, guys, if you guys are tracking. Today, we're going to do Nutrable MK677. This is Steve Smee, and Rick is on here to help me out. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So, guys, Nutrable MK677, it's not a SARM uh, right off the bat, but it is sold as a SARM. A lot of SARMs companies obviously sell it. It's very, very popular. Um, I've used it several times. It's one of my personal favorites because it really does do, a, you know, it's, it's really an amazing compound for the, the things it does. So it's orally administered and it's a growth hormone secretog. Is that how you pronounce that, Rick? Secretogog? <laughs> secretogog. I yeah, I have no secretogog. clue. Yeah. But, um, it's reverse pharmacology. gog basically means that it makes cells secrete uh, other yep. other compounds. Basically, exactly. so it's it's that's yeah, it's all it means. So chemically, it signals our pituitary glands to secrete growth hormones. Um, and gosh, boy, does it does it really really work? It's it's quite amazing. You'll actually notice it working pretty quickly. Um, so. It's very similar to using like a GHRP or a GHRH or IPA, which are peptides. But in this case, you simply take it orally and you can just dose it once a day or twice a day at the most. Unlike these peptides, which are a pain in the ass. You have to mix them, then you have to inject them a certain time, and you have to inject them sometimes several times a day. So it's so much more simpler. And that was one of the reasons that it was so became so popular in the fitness industry. So I'm going to bring in Rick really early on this. Rick, can you tell us a little bit about that and the history? MK677 has been around, I would say, the last seven, eight years is when I started seeing it. As of uh, June 2017, it is in the preclinical stage of development for human growth hormone deficiency. MK677 is still being investigated as a new drug. It has not yet been approved for any sort of a human consumption. Um, however, it, however, bodybuilders are still using it. 
and there really isn't much more information on it other than it's been around the last six, seven years and is in preclinical trials as of it was about three years ago. Do you know what the company that, that's been developing it, Steve? Originally, it was developed by Reverse Pharmacology. And then they that's wanted- That's pretty much it. I mean- Yeah. The, but the, the reason they developed it, they wanted to kind of combat conditions, muscle wasting, obesity, osteoporosis. They wanted to help with- elderly people and hip fractures, that sort of thing. So um, it's quite, it's quite amazing. Some of the things that it was designed for and they wanted to do it safely. They wanted something that would be safe. So it's, it's really fascinating. When you're talking about MK677, that's one of the newer SARMs. That's, those are the ones that have been available within the last 10 years. Uh, S4 has been around, what, about 13, 15 years almost, available to the public. Uh, MK677, less than 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I can remember um, using it for the first time maybe five, six years ago, I believe. And um, it's really an amazing one. So how does it work? So you get that pulse, that growth hormone pulse, four different ways that it does this. It increases the GHRH, which is growth hormone releasing hormone. It amplifies GHRH, which signals somotropes of the anterior pituitary gland. It reduces the somatostatin release, which that will turn off growth hormone release. And then it inhibits the somatostatin receptor signaling. So those four ways are how when you take this stuff, you'll actually boost your growth hormone secretion. And that's how it works, those four ways. And they, um, the, the more you dose it, the more growth hormone gets spit out. So they've noticed in studies that Doses starting at five milligrams a day will will do the trick with this stuff. So I've used it and um, I can definitely tell that it really, really was making a difference. Um, and we'll get into some, some of the bellif- the benefits. One of the ways I, I I'll tell you right now, like taking it within the first two or three days, my hunger was insane on this stuff to the point it, it was really, really annoying. Um, another benefit fat loss, really, really cool fat loss hard sleep. Um, I need, needed less sleep on this stuff because when I would take it, I would sleep harder. So I wasn't tossing and turning as much as I usually do. I'm a big tosser and turner because I'm always in pain, <laughs> you know, uh, from years of weight training and, and, uh, office jobs and stuff. So I'm always in fucking pain. So I'm tossing and turning, but this stuff woof, makes you sleep hard. And then the other thing, recovery, um, I noticed difference in recovery when I, when I would take it. So, you know, we see that. So, you know, overall, um, you know, the benefits we can, we can say, Oh, you know, it helps you with your catabolic, you know, from, from weight training or whatnot. But what we've seen is, um, you know, it helps with the prevent the nitrogen wasting. So you're able to basically push harder in the gym, recover faster and we've seen this. Um, you see, they did a study on young, young men, and it showed that after a week at 25 milligrams a day, they had an increase in the concentration of IGF-1 and growth hormone. They had nitrogen wasting reversal, and they showed that their muscles were actually able to stay. So this stuff is amazing, Rick, for when you're off cycle or during PCT. This stuff, to, to add it in that situation for those who are worried about losing muscle from a cycle is a tremendous benefit. So another thing, uh, before I let you on, uh, Rick, another thing that it showed was with fat loss. You had um, the, some of the studies show that you had an increase in lean body mass and it showed that that happened 25 milligrams a day for eight weeks. They had an increase in basal metabolic rate after just two weeks. 
an increase of serine levels of GH, IGF-1, and IGF binding protein, three. And they had an increase in lean body mass. So, and they thought, they, they found that the increase in calorie deposition into the muscle and appetite decrease as opposed to reducing fat storage directly. So the mechanism of action is, is kind of interesting on that. So it's almost like you can actually eat more on it and still lose fat, which is, which is pretty cool. So, you know, overall guys, sleep, your complexion, your energy goes up, nitrogen retention goes up, increase in strength, sense of well-being, all the nice things that come with growth hormone. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper than running growth hormone. And it's a hell of a lot easier to take than taking these GHRHs and GHRPs that you have to mix, inject, and hope you're not getting a powder of who knows what. So as long as you're getting a legit Nutriball, you're, you're smooth sailing. Jump in, Rick. Yeah, it's not a peptide. It actually is a growth hormone booster. Basically, it makes your body produce more growth hormone. I've tried it. I used it for a little while and I, I abandoned the cycle. I didn't follow it through. Uh, after using it, I just got worried and I didn't have any real science or real signs for this. I just decided it on my own. I, uh, I, got, I got afraid that it might mess with the way my body produces GH naturally. And so I wanted to give it a few more years of other guys using it, hearing back some reports before I started messing with it because it's already a lifestyle being a steroid user. And I already have to tweak with my endocrine system always. I've got to take testosterone boosters at times. There are times where I'll just have to take anti-estrogens, even if I haven't been juicing for a while. It is just a lifestyle. Um, I didn't want to add to that so early on, maybe dealing with my pituitary gland as well. I'm cost six, seven, seven. It will race your appetite, the way Steve says. It might be attaching to ghrelin receptors, making you hungrier. It will increase the amount of human growth hormone your body makes and does increase the amount of IGF-1 your body makes. All great things if you are a bodybuilder, if you're looking to get lean, if you're a strength athlete. Not so great if you have pre-existing cancer or you're prone to it. Uh, probably not the best uh, to be taking. Yeah, so I mean, I personally have have decided to delay working or mess or active exploiting the the growth hormone pathway. Your growth hormones uh, attach to completely different receptors than your than your androgens do. Like, here's an example. Uh, for example, human growth hormone is human specific. The human growth hormone in our body won't work the same on a horse or on a monkey or whatever. Testosterone is the same testosterone. It will work the same on a horse or on a monkey than it does on us. Testosterone is about 275, 300 Daltons in weight. Human growth hormone is over 22,000 Daltons in weight. It's a way larger, more complex hormone than testosterone. And it affects a completely different pathway. It's a, it's a completely different way of, of, of messing with your system. And so I've, I've, I've stayed away from it until now. I think there's enough research and enough people that have used it now to where I can probably fit it in properly into one of my upcoming programs. But uh, it definitely is something to know. All the benefits that Steve uh, mentioned. Uh, plus, I mean, it really it, it boosts growth hormone production is what it does. And instead, you're not adding in a peptide. You're not adding in, you're actually promoting your the own, you're boosting your own uh, making of it. I did read a study that it did show a reduction in tumors in mice. And that was attributed to its, its effects on the immune system. So even if that's the case, and even if, you know, you're worried about cancer or tumors or something, there's evidence that actually can reduce cancer and tumors as well. We have that. Um, but again, like Rick was saying, it's very new. 
we haven't seen long-term effects, but people are getting cancer left and right every day from all kinds of things. I mean, from just the pollution, the environment, from, from our, the foods we eat, the water we drink, the, you know, so it's hard to really um, know this. I think it's going to be hard to know, Hey, Nutribol specifically causes this type of effect. Go ahead. It's a strong compound. The effects on sleep and also the effects on hunger, very profound. It's a very strong compound. You know it's working from the first time you start taking. Yeah, and it's um, you know we're going to talk about that um, the side effects that can be a negative side effect in, in both in both cases. We'll we'll get into that shortly. But I, first, I wanted to kind of talk about the IGF. Um, some of the studies that I've seen, you know, it shows a rise in IGF of thirty, forty, even sixty percent um, in. IGF-1 is something that a lot of guys don't really understand because we're used to steroid use. When you use steroids, you take testosterone, you run a bl- blood work and testosterone levels go to three, 4,000. You're like, wow, I got high testosterone levels. I'm getting stronger. My libido's up. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm killing it in the gym. But they don't understand IGF-1 is also very, very important. So when you have a boost in IGF-1, there are – several benefits. I can go through about 20 benefits, but the main ones are healing. You can actually heal. You're not going to heal from steroids. Steroids won't heal you, but IGF-1, a boost of IGF-1, they can heal bones. They can heal tendons. They can heal ligaments. They can heal muscles from injuries. You'll, you'll recover much quicker from your workout. How about old injuries, nagging injuries that you've had for years? It can help with that. Now with me, I've had some injuries. I've had some injuries, trust me. And unfortunately, Nutriball did not fix my injuries. Um, but it may have helped me recover from those injuries, but it's not going to be a miracle. Like if you, if you tear your rotator cuff or you herniate three discs in your back, okay, you can't just take Nutriball and magically heal that. But it can help you recover, get you on the way to recovery. So in those situations, taking time off from the gym – and then taking the Nutriball while you're off, Rick, that could be a good thing versus some people are like, oh, I want to come take off from the gym to recover an injury and I'm going to run steroids. That doesn't even make any sense. So this is an example of something you can, you can actually take. And you can, I would take it with like N2 Joint RX and that will help. That will be great synergy. And you can also take it with something like Osterine, which also helps. And th- those would combine for some really, really good synergy to help you with those injuries. Also tightening skin. That's another benefit of uh, IGF one increase. And then of course, lean muscle gains again, lean muscle gains. I've seen so many guys run steroids, Rick, who don't get lean muscle gains. They just get, they get perma bulked. They gain 15, 20 pounds and then they can't get rid of it. It's all fat and water and they have a hard time getting rid of that. And also fat loss, fat, oxidation it increases it so you can actually eat more on nutrible and still burn fat i've done it 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 really really does so it's it's an amazing compound for sure anything else uh you want to add i mean uh yeah i mean it's 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 a fascinating compound for sure it sounds fantastic yeah i wish i had more to offer but i'm being honest i used it for a couple of weeks and just got off of it I felt how strong it is, how it affected my sleep, my hunger. Started reading up some more of the signs on it. And I told myself, I said, hey, you know, I'm going to, a lot of guys are going to try this stuff anyway, no matter what I say. I'm going to give this some more time and see what happens, how guys feel on this stuff. It's already been years. It's already been several years since I tried it. And I've seen nothing but good reports coming out of people using it. So far, I haven't seen much in the way of, of negative reports, except for that hunger, that kind of uh, sleepiness. And I believe some guys were also reporting a bit, a bit, a little bit of a vision issue. I don't know if maybe those were people that, that were getting stuff that was contaminated for maybe, but there was also some sort of a darker kind of night vision issue with it. Am I, am I wrong about that, Steve? Am I remembering the wrong thing? It could have been a... Uh, some source was probably selling a batch contaminated with S4 and guys were getting vision issues off of it too, no? I've never gotten vision issues from it. Yeah. So I'm not some, really sure. some 
Then about your eyes adjusting to light. I, I'll look into it some more. I could be, I could be wrong. Or again, like I said, because a lot of this stuff is bathtub, you might hear one or two reports of something weird going on. And sometimes it's just contaminated product that had something else in it that didn't belong. For yeah. the most part, how would you stack it for injury? Uh, Osterin, N2 joint RX, maybe some DECA, DECA testosterone, but pretty much N2 joint RX, Osterin, and MCOS 677. That's, that's pretty darn good injury repair protocol. There are peptides as well that we've discussed in previous podcasts, but I think MCOS 677 is probably one of the best for injuries. All right, guys. So let's talk about stacking. We went through some healing stacks. Um, you know what? There's Nutriball. Again, it's not a SARM, but it's sold as a SARM. So a lot of guys like to use this part of a SARM stack. One of the more popular SARM stack, Nutriball, Carterine, and Andarine. Oh, my gosh. Great stack if you want to build some lean muscle and burn fat. Fantastic. Fantastic stack. Um you can stack it with any SARM. I mean, you can't go wrong. You, you really, really can't go wrong. If you just want fat loss, how about just carterine and, and Nutriball together? Fantastic. Now, one of the other benefits of Nutriball is it's not suppressive toward your HPTA. So it's not going to drop your testosterone levels when you're on it. So that's one of the advantages that it has. You can run it in PCT. You can run it on site, off cycle. You can run it on cycle. And really, really can't go wrong using different it. Pathway. it doesn't, it doesn't affect different pathway. It doesn't affect a reproduction. It doesn't affect the sexual health. Yeah. So, I mean, it, a lot of guys are running it in PCT for that reason. They'll run it in PCT, hold, help them hold their gain. They'll run it in their bridge, bridge between cycles, keeps your gains, makes you feel, feel good, helps you recover. So let's get into the side effects, though. Negative side effects. Hunger. Really fucking annoying. Really, really annoying. If you take it in the morning, like an hour later, you're going to be hungry. And, you know, that's, you know, that kind of doesn't fly with me because I like to, I'm, I'm, I'm a time-restricted eater. I like to just eat in a small window in the afternoon, evening. So hard, hard to take it because your appetite's going to go sky high. So I found taking it before bed will actually help with that. So that's a way to kind of combat the side effect of the hunger. Sleep, oversleeping. If you're, you know, you work a job, you got to get up, get in your car and drive somewhere every morning. You can't be late. You're late. You're going to be stuck in traffic and you're going to show up in the office an hour late and everyone's going to think you're a moron. Well, it makes you sleep harder. So keep that in mind, you know, um, you're not going to be woken up in the morning from uh, your dog or cat waking you up because you're going to be sleeping so damn hard. So that's, that's a disadvantage of it. Uh, Rick, what are some of these side effects? How'd you deal with those side effects? And what are some other side effects that you noticed on it? It's one of the reasons I got off of it at the time it made me incredibly hungry and I don't like feeling hungry. I'm actually used to, I've been free from hunger now for ages, decades. So I don't like being hungry. And that's one of the, that's what kind of did it for me. Cause I'm a, I'm a big diet guy. I like the freedom of not feeling hungry. And damn, this thing really made me want to eat. It made me very hungry. It made, brought me back to the, to the days of like, when you have carbohydrates and a lot of carbohydrates, and then it just makes you hungry and hungrier and hungrier. And that was one of the side effects that I didn't like. Also, just what it did to me sleep-wise. Once you took it, man, I mean, after a while, you just felt sleepy. You felt like you were just done. And like you said, you sleep harder. So it's a deeper, just much deeper sleep, harder to get up out of bed from unless you're fully, fully rested. Those two side effects were pretty much the only side effects that I noticed on it. The hunger and and the sleepiness were enough to make me think about it, research it more, and think about it twice. And then just the fact that it's so new, 
so new. I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to take this bottle and I'm going to save it. I still have the bottle somewhere. And we're not going to use this right now. It's very expensive. I, I, have a, I have a bottle I paid a lot of money for. It's very expensive at the time. But again, it's just too new for me. It was just too new. And now it's not. Now, now the, after the podcast, now I'm, I'm thinking about it again. I'm researching it again. It might be something I start adding. I, I told you guys that I've, I had decided that I wouldn't exploit the growth hormone peptide way until I turned 40. I felt as though just a little bit of testosterone, just regular steroids uh, got me to where I wanted to get to physically and performance-wise. And so I didn't see a need for adding growth hormone. But now I'm, I'm going to start to. I'm getting older. My skin is aging. My face, everything, it, you're just aging more at this age. So I'm going to start now researching more and experimenting more with uh, growth hormone pathways and different uh, peptides, SARMs, and growth hormone itself. So I'll definitely add more value to the podcast for you guys as, as, the, as the episodes come by. But that's the... Uh, to bring it back to the original question, just that, just what I described, man, sleepy and hungry, which, which was enough for me to rethink it. I don't like being tired and I don't like being sleepy. So it, just definitely not, uh, not what I wanted to, not what I was looking for at the time. Some of the other side effects are, like Rick said, lethargy. Some guys get affected. I wasn't feeling lethargic at all on it. Someone are different. Rick and I are different. Um, he's the type of guy, you know, he stems himself up. He takes a lot of drinks, a lot of coffee. He's kind of like that. And a lot of people are like that. They just have low energy and they just need coffee to stem them up. I'm just high energy. I jump out of bed. Um, and my, um, you know, my girlfriend's the opposite. She needs like an hour just to get out of bed. So I just jump out of bed like a missile. I'm, I'm out. I don't need coffee. I don't need stems. I don't need shit. So it affected me completely different. So some of you may be more toward you know, Rick, Rick's far end, or some of you would be all the way in my far end did not affect me. I know my energy was very strong on it. So, um, it just you, makes you feel hungry like all day, no matter how much you eat. So, you know what, you, you know, some of you guys who, who don't have an appetite, you can use that to your advantage. If you struggle with an appetite, but eat clean, if you eat clean on this stuff and you're a skinny guy, you have trouble building strength and building size oh my gosh this stuff is is this is the stuff for you this is the stuff that you can take but eat clean don't eat pop tarts and pizza and ice cream on this stuff eat good quality clean food and you're gonna build a lot of muscle on this stuff so you know take advantage of it in that situation so how long should you run it how much how long should how much should you run it for now the bottom line dose for females if you're a female user 5 milligrams a day and then males the average dose gets to 25 milligrams a day some guys run it at 50 but that's that's a lot okay that's a lot and then how long can you run it um you know a lot of guys like to run it if you really want to run it and get the sweet spot 8 to 12 weeks a lot of guys argue, oh, you have to run it for months, but that's just not true here. Um, you can run it for quite a while, um, but it's not necessary to get a lot of these benefits that I'm talking about. So eight to 12 weeks and then coming off of it, um, cycling it like that would be, would be a, a simple way to run it. Uh, I don't see the point in overdoing it. And then one of the other side effects that guys, some guys may have is the uh, carpal tunnel issues, but that's, you know, that's really rare. We don't really see that. And then water retention, but that's, again, we don't really see that too much um, compared to just running straight HGH. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that pretty much sums it up guys. I mean, we, uh, we covered everything. We covered up everything with it. I would recommend grabbing a couple bottles and running it 25 milligrams a day and see how you like it. And uh, it might be something that you can really use as a tool to better your fitness goals out there. And some of you may run it and be like, you know what? I don't like it. Like, like you know, Rick did. He ran it. He didn't like it. He didn't like what it did to his hunger. So he's like, screw it. I'm done with it. And some of you guys are going to run it and you're going to love it. 
So it just, it really, it really just depends on the situation. So I think it's a really, really good idea to run it. Um, if, if you're the type of person who's worried about losing your gains after cycle, I think it's a really, really good one to run in PCT. All right, Rick. I mean, uh, anything you want to add to this? Would you run it again? I'm going to. Yeah, I actually have plans of running it again. Now that we did some more of the research on it for this podcast, and I still have the bottle somewhere, man. I'm a bit of a pack to save some stuff. So still got the bottle somewhere. Um, let me let me check up on it. Let me check up on uh, if it's Hook it up. Hook me up, man, if you got a bottle. Hook me up. And now, it's expensive one. I remember when I got it, it was a, it was a couple hundred dollars for, for a bottle. Yeah. And when it first came out, it's extremely expensive. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, guys. Well, that that does it for this podcast. I think we covered it off. If you have any further questions, hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. I'm also doing consultations. I'm getting that going again. I wasn't taking people for a while during the COVID, but now I am taking people. So if, if you want to hear from me and ask me anything you'd like and have a consultation, hit me up, Steve SMI on the forums. And Rick is also on the forums. Rick V is his name. He... uh He's on the forums every now and then. I'm on the forums every day. I have no life. So Rick's, Rick's, the, Rick's the guy with the life. He's got a, kids, a wife, like three wives and five girlfriends from all over the world. So he's not on the forums as much as me, but I have no life. So I'm on the forums all day. I have nothing better to do. You guys can come check me out on, on social. I manage all of the social for I need to build muscle. I answer all of your questions and to be in nutrition. So if you guys want to check me out on social, rickyvrock.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y, V as in victory, R-O-C-K.com. And that'll forward you right to my social. Uh, yeah, man, it was just, um, I, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on the forums a little bit less now than I, than I used to be, just because we have so many of you guys reaching out on social and, and I'm entertaining guys there. But uh, if you PM me, send me a private message on the forums, I will get back to you. I always do. All right, guys, so this was number 344, Nutribol NK677. We'll have another compound next week. If you have any special requests, feel free to hit us up. Hit Rick on social media. Hit me up on the forums. We'd love to hear from you. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. require legal disclaimer we are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use we are not doctors and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program what's going on everybody evolution at word podcast coming your way this is episode 380 Steve Smee here, and Rick, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. So, guys, our even episodes, compound episodes. This time we're going to do one on TB500, which is a peptide, and it's a very interesting one. And I think that it's one of the more popular ones, especially for healing. So we're going to kind of get into it. Um, It's a a synthetic form of thymosin beta-4. And it's specifically designed in our industry, in the fitness industry, to help us with these nagging injuries that we get over time and to help us recover quicker. And as someone who's used it, I can say that it does help with that. So, you know, before we get too much into it, though, I want to bring in Rick because he's our historian here and he's going to tell us a little bit about the history behind that TB500. So go ahead, Rick. Tell us everybody. So uh, TB500 is the synthetic version of uh, thymosin beta-4, which is a peptide that's naturally produced by your body in the thymus gland in your chest. And thymosins, which are the different um, different peptides and, and different compounds that are, are being secreted by this gland, uh, were discovered as far back as the mid-1960s. A uh, dude named Alan Goldstein from the laboratory of Abraham White at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York. Drop all those names there for you. They uh, basically uh, discovered them. You know, Goldstein uh, created a, a, another compound, thymosin alpha-1, for the purpose of increasing immune cell activity. 
and thymosin beta-4 to promote wound repair. So they're different thymosin peptides that are being secreted by the thymus gland. And uh, use of TB500 or, or the, the thymosin beta-4 has, has dated back as far as 1974. A young girl uh, became the first person to receive injections of thymosin because she was, uh, so she was diagnosed as not having a function in thymus gland. Thymosin uh, TB500 has shown to have a lot of the same effects of growth hormone, you know, increased strength, increased uh, endurance, a lot of different things. So this is the reason why it's been, it's been uh, um, researched. And, uh, you know, nowadays, over the last, uh, let's say 10 years, it's made a resurgence back. Now it is a research compound. Now it's being prescribed by some uh, hormone replacement therapy clinics and some of these rejuvenation clinics. And it's uh, quite a almost miraculous little, uh, little hormone that uh, we're going to discuss more in depth. So let's talk a little bit more about TB500, guys. So if you actually do some research on it, you'll see there's not much out there about it. Um, and there's not much usage on it. And one of the reasons for that a lot of guys don't really haven't really heard of it or tried it was that for years, you know, Rick and I have been on the forums for a while, but for years it was very hard to find a legitimate peptide source. But now, you know, if you go on evolution.org, we have at least two, three places that actually do source TB 500 now where you can actually find, you know, legit TB 500. So now we're actually able to use it. And I've used it several times and I can definitely tell the difference between the real TB500 and some diluted crap TB500 that other people have used. So, you know, the way TB500 works, it's, it has the ability to upregulate cell bindings and proteins like actin. So the upregulation of the actin allows the TB500 to promote cell migration and proliferation. So this will help you build new blood vessel pathways and also regulate inflammation that has to do with wound healing. So it's a very versatile peptide and it has a low molecular weight and it lends to its mobility, ability to travel long distances through our tissues. So when targeting injured areas, TB500 is going to circulate the body and find those injuries around your body and take corrective action. So you'll notice on this stuff all kinds of things. Like you'll even notice you're able to be more mobile in, in the gym, more flexible. You'll notice less inflammations in your joints and your tendons. Like people who suffer from tendonitis they notice a difference in stuff. They also notice maybe, you know, some differences with their hair growth on their head, some of their gray hairs on their head darkening back. So it has some anti-aging properties too. And then one of my things that I notice on the stuff after using it just a week or two, or even just a couple doses of it, um, you just using two milligrams, four milligrams, six milligrams, 10 milligrams only getting in, into my body over the course of a week, week and a half is the endurance difference. Now, those of you who are just you know, weight trainers, you may not notice that significantly, but if you're like me, you're very active. You do a lot of cardio, a lot of outdoor activities. Um, you know, like, like, like I just took my cat for a walk and I climbed a fucking 40 foot tree with my cat. That's we, we, we do that together. Me and my cat, he's my, he's my buddy, he's my climbing buddy. So you climb a 40-foot tree and you climb back down, that, that's a lot of endurance that you need. So I notice on TV 500, my endurance is a lot better when I'm doing stuff like that. Um, it really turns you into, into quite a, a beast, you know. So if you really know your workouts, your weight train, your power lifter, you really know your workouts to a T, you'll notice, wow, I can, I can nail an extra rep on this stuff. So also, you know, there's been some studies done which say that TB500 also can heal organs like the heart um, and help with ventricular hypertrophy. So, you know, this stuff has other benefits. That probably is why we notice the endurance benefits because anything that's good for your heart and that benefits your heart is going to help you with, with endurance because 
you know, your heart rate, it's all about your heart rate, guys. You can have a heart rate monitor to you get an eye watch or get one of those heart rate straps and strap it to you. And you can start understanding how our heart rate works. Okay. The study, study your body and see the, it's like a car engine. The car engine spins, the faster it spins, the more that engine burns out. So if you can get your heart health better, then it's going to help you across the board from the gym to cardio, to mountain climbing, to bicycling, anything. So this stuff is, is really cool stuff. And, um, I really, really, um, I like it. And, um, you know, so, you know, we're going to kind of get into dosages in a bit. You wanted to add, add something to that, Rick? Yeah, just, uh, uh, just a couple of notes I had here for people, uh, give to everybody. So like you were saying, TB500 is the synthetic version of the peptide hormone thymosin beta-4 which is a natural peptide found in the body that is produced by the thymus gland. This is a gland right, right in your chest. It's almost like between your lo- the upper lungs a little bit. The thymus gland is very active when you're young, but it becomes in- more inactive as you get older. Uh, by the time you hit 40, as much as 80% of the gland may be inactive. The thymus gland produces uh, different thymusins, peptide hormones that are there to help your body repair. I've said it on the podcast before, all organisms have a built-in expiration clock. This is why the same animal cells that are in a bird, that are in a human, that are in a turtle, look identical under a microscope, but they'll all age at different rates. You know, birds can live a couple years, humans can live a few decades, and turtles can live a few hundred years. We're all kind of, uh, kind of uh, I don't know if you want to say designed or evolved, but we're all kind of designed or evolved to die off at some point. And it's just part of evolution. You know, organisms need to die off to make room for the newer organisms. And so uh, the thymus gland becoming inactive as you get older is just a natural part of evolution, a natural part of us becoming older and getting older and, and organisms dying off so the new ones can have a chance at, at resources, right? So all, all of your cells in the body uh, have the receptors for uh, the, the thymus and beta-4 peptide. So once a cell is in need of repair and it receives thymus and beta-4 um, compound, or in this case, TB500, it is going to uh, repair itself. You know, the, the genetic code that's inside of the nucleus that uh, express the, the, the repair of the cell will become activated. Now, TB500, we know works just as well as is thymus and beta-4, but they're not identical. Thymus and beta-4 has a 43 amino acid chain. And then over time, scientists experimented with only, with, you know, slicing, splicing together, maybe 17 and, and 23 of those amino acids, uh, creating only a chain of 40 or, or different, different smaller chains. So if you were to really look at it on, under a microscope, TB500 is not exactly thymus and beta-4. They've got uh, small differences in the, the amounts of amino acid chains, but it still works, still works just as good, just uh, as great as thymus and beta-4 does. I guess you could say it's like comparing, saying testosterone that your body makes to maybe something like a dianabol or a mastron or another hormone that will still attach to those receptors and create a signal, but it is not a fully identical hormone. It is just close enough to attach there. So that's an important dis- distinction to make as we continue to on the podcast. Uh, thymus and beta-4 is the original natural hormone your thymus gland makes. The TB500 is a synthetic version that it's not twin of it. It's, it's a synthetic variation with a little bit of a, a different uh, amino acid chain uh, sequence than, than the original. All right, guys. So everyone wants to know, how do I use this stuff? So basically, when you order it, if you look up some of these sources, I can pull up our source on the forum, for example, one of our source, sources on the forum they do sell it and they sell it in two milligram vials and they sell it in five milligram vials. So you're going to get it and you're going to get it. And it's going to be in a vial and it's going to be a powder, like a white powdery stuff. You're going to be like, what the hell is this? It looks like salt. It looks like kind of like salt powder or something. And basically what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to const- constitute it. I would store the peptides always, all your peptides, even before you constitute it, you should always store them in the refrigerator. That will keep them 
the maximum shelf life on them. So, but if you end up storing it, you know, at room temperature, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. But if you want to extend the life on it, definitely go with the fridge, especially if you're going to store it for, for a few months. And then I say after six months, seven months, even in the fridge, it's going to lose its potency. So you want to make sure you use it within six months or four months. After you constitute it, you're going to use that backwater or sterile water. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you use. As long as it's either backwater or sterile, you, you should be good to go. You're going to mix in that very, very carefully, and you're going to go ahead and inject it. Now, because it's only two milligrams or two or five milligrams per vial, you, you're just going to do the whole amount in one shot. So you don't have to worry about storing it. But hypothetically, let's say you were to get like a few vials of five milligrams and you want to just constitute it all at once, you could, and then just store it in the fridge. And then you want to use it as soon as possible. But in this case, you know, for most of you, you're going to, you're going to constitute it, reconstitute it and, and mix it. And then you're going to just inject it anywhere. Um, sub Q anywhere. You don't have to inject it at the, at the injury because it will travel. Like I told you guys, the way it acts in the body, the pathways, it will travel through your body and it will pick out where injuries are to heal those injuries. So really the easiest place to inject it is just pull up your stomach fat and boom, into your stomach fat with a slim pin. Boom, you're good to go. The entire two milligrams or the entire five milligrams. And what you could do, you could run, you know, four to eight or four to 10 milligrams a week of this stuff two or three times split it up into two or three doses. So if you get two milligrams, for example, I would start out doing three times a week. You do two milligrams on Monday, two milligrams on Wednesday, two milligrams on Friday. Or if you get the five milligrams, do five milligrams on Monday and then five milligrams on Thursday or Friday. So twice a week. So that's how I would dose it. And then over time, you would lessen your dosage. So after like a couple months doing it that way, then you can go ahead and lower the dosage to once a week and then once every two weeks and then once a month and then so on. So you keep lowering the dosage. So if you follow that protocol, you'll notice this stuff is really expensive. Because if you look up the prices, a vial of this stuff is going to run you anywhere from 30 to 60 bucks for a big five milligram. So if you're doing it twice a week, five milligrams, it's costing you 60 bucks per vial. That's 120 bucks a week that you're spending on this stuff. So yes, it will get expensive. Um, but you know what? You've got to run this stuff at a strong dose to, to be effective. And you can maybe do it once a week if you do five milligrams and then just split your dose. So you would do, you know, two and a half milligrams on Monday, two and a half milligrams. You do, do it that, that way. And that would cut the price of what you're spending on it in half. So that, that could work too. But if you really, really, really want to heal your injuries, you're sick of these injuries, you've spent thousands of dollars going to doctors, you don't want to use all these prescription drugs they give you, you don't want to spend money. I mean, if you go to physical therapy, they charge 90 bucks an hour. I mean, it's, it's absurd. If you get an MRI done, they, they, they cost you thousands of dollars. So if you really, really want to heal these injuries, guys, it's going to cost you some money. You want to put aside, you know, a few hundred bucks here um, and it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you some, some, some cash. But this stuff does work good. Now, in addition to that, the protocol that I recommend, not just, with T, not just using TB500, you've got to also add in BPC-157. And BPC-157 is another peptide. It's a healing peptide. And it's also you know, quite pricey as well. And with the BPC is you want to inject that BPC into the injury. So you want to say that your elbow hurts, for example, or your knee hurts or something, you've got to inject it as close to that injury as possible with the BPC. So the TB500, anywhere in your body, but the BPC, you want to really inject it. So my recommendation is stacking the BPC with it. And we'll, we'll get into BPC maybe in another podcast. So maybe the next podcast we do a compound episode, we'll talk about BPC. But that is really what I recommend um, to heal injuries. And of course, you want to run your into joint RX. It's a supplement that contains different supplements as well. Um, Rick, you can kind of get into that. And then the last advice is you really have to ease off on whatever has caused these injuries. Because if you spend all this money on these peptides and then you keep hammering away at what made this injury happen in the first place, guess what? 
you're just, it's just going to come back. It's going to become a chronic injury. So you really have to ease up on whatever you're doing to cause these injuries. Very, very important that you take some rest and let the body repair. If you had done that correctly in the first place, you wouldn't have got, gotten to the point where you start getting these chronic nagging injuries. Yeah, very important what Steve just mentioned. You have to take, if you're having, if you're trying to repair muscle injury, uh, you have to have proper proteins, essential amino acids in your system, in your diet. If you're repairing bone, um, tendons, ligaments, joints, skin, you have to have the proper nutrition, the proper building blocks for those things. This is the reason he mentioned into joint RX. Into joint RX has vitamins, minerals to cover any deficiencies, and also has the building blocks that your body uses to actually build some of these white tissues, bone, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, all these things. You need the building blocks for them. At their best, steroids or, or these peptides like TB500, they will go to the cell. They will tell the cell to repair, to, to, become, to get stronger in the case of steroids. But they're just there to send the signal to the nucleus of the cell for gene expression. They're not there to build the cell up. You know, testosterone, when it hits your muscle cell, it doesn't become part of the cell now and make it stronger that way. No, it just gets there signals for the nucleus of the cell to express the genes to build that muscle up thicker. Same thing with with uh, thymus and beta-4. It gets to the cell and it just signals, knocks on the door, sends a signal straight to the nucleus. The nucleus expresses the genes that are going to repair the cell. But you still need the amino acids, the, the minerals, you still need all of those things floating in your system in order for your cells to actually repair. So yeah, taking into joint RX along with your TB500 is going to make sure that you have the substrate there, you have the building blocks there flowing through your system as the TB500 is making your cells repair. You know, it's giving it, yourselves a signal to repair. You want to make sure the building blocks are there. So that's that's very important. Um, and just a little word on dosing. I did a little bit of research on uh, some of the dosing protocols people are using. And it seems that if you use a little too much TB500, more than, than you need, your results just aren't as good as if you use the, the smaller, the medium amounts. It won't hurt you, meaning you could use quite a bit of TB500 and you won't get into the realm of, of being in danger uh, from cancer or other or other problems the way you, you know, you, you test have shown with certain SARMs and certain other compounds, but taking too much, then it seems as though your body won't respond to it as well. And you won't get a full healing effect. So don't, you don't need to do too much with it. And even if you did, you're not going to get into a uh, cancer danger zones or anything like that at least uh the studies and the literature that is out there about it now uh, seem to point in that direction what do you think steve from what i've read about tb 500 they did think that it may have contributed to cancer but the reason for that if you actually look into those studies is not because what you think it's actually because um what ha ends up happening was the main action of the TB the TB 500 was to produce new white blood cells. So what they notice is its presence in the, in the affected areas that were, that had cancer in the people's bodies. It was not the TB 500 causing the cancer, but it was just that the TB 500 caused those white blood cells to show up in the body where the cancer lived. And that's because it was helping the body mount an immune system response. So when they started looking more into it, they actually concluded that TB500 actually helps with cancer. It doesn't contribute to cancer. So that's, that's good news. Another thing too is like, you know, like I said at the beginning, a lot of people have not used TB500. So when you see that, you know, these gurus um, that, you know, you see on forums or they write these articles in they won't tell you this. They won't say, yeah, I've never used it. I mean, I've used it myself three, four times. And like, I'm probably one of the more experienced people to have used it. And I've only used it three, four times. So 
a lot of these people they'll they'll use it and it's really something else and we see that a lot so they'll say things like oh it gave me a head rush or or oh it 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 gave me lethargy or something like that or it boosted my hunger or you know any of this stuff and it's like dude like if you had experience using peptides and you had experience using a lot of these compounds, you would know that if you take something like if you inject a peptide and you get hunger, you didn't inject TB500. You were injecting uh, some type of GHRP or a GHRH. That, you know what I'm saying? So that's just a lack of experience by these guys. And it's just so funny, like reading when I see people like we had a guy on the forum say, oh, I took SR9009 and I couldn't sleep all night. I'm like, dude, you didn't take SR9009. You were taking something else, probably clenbuterol or T3. And that was affecting your sleep. It had nothing to do with each other. So this is why you get these weird comments like on forums or on articles and stuff from guys. They just don't have the experience with enough compounds to really understand what they're taking. They don't know their bodies well enough. So we're doing this podcast, Rick and I to help educate you on these compounds and to lead you in the right direction. So you don't end up buying fake peptides and you don't end up like these guys who take these peptides and get these weird side effects because they weren't even using what they thought they were using. So yeah, that's why we're doing these podcasts guys to help educate you. We're giving you the facts based on experience, not just based on what we read on some, some forum somewhere. So yeah, guys, definitely, you know, um, if you have any questions about this stuff, definitely hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. But yeah, this stuff at the end of the day, guys, um, I can tell you with me, stacking it with BP, when I ran it by itself, I know I definitely noticed an difference with endurance. My endurance was better. My recovery was better. Um, and then when I would stack it with BP set, BPC, I would definitely notice a healing of injuries. Um, it really, really made a difference with me. So if you want to spend that kind of money, you know, on healing these injuries versus I can, you know, versus going to a massage therapist or physical therapist or getting a bunch of, you know, uh, things done from a doctor, an MRI and all this stuff that they want you to do, where you're spending tens of thousands of dollars, it makes more sense just to spend a few hundred and, and see, you know, how these peptides can work with you and that would that would be a uh, thing for you to do so you know this is a this is a way guys this is a different way to everyone wants to know what they can take rick everyone wants to know what can i take to do this what can i take to do that but tb500 could be something for you to take that can help you with endurance with uh your energy levels with injuries with joints, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. It's definitely worth a shot. I tried it. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, the money, the money issue for me, I would love to use this stuff more, but it's an economic thing. The stuff is very expensive. So Rick, I'll, I'll let you. One word on injury, one word on injuries. I've said it before. It's just a good time to repeat it. Uh, If you got something that needs to be set back into place, if you have, uh, something that needs a physical doctor specialist to come in there and readjust things. There, there are different parts of your body from your feet to your hands, to your neck that sometimes you just need adjust to be adjusted properly. Uh, uh, then after everything is in its place, once all the tendons are running down the right lanes, once the bones and everything is set properly, then something like TB500 will help to really heal all those tissues around it and, and make it, you know, make it tight. But, you know, if you have something that needs specialist care to be set back into place, to be cut open, you know, restitched and, oh man, I've seen that video of that guy with pec tear. You get a, a muscle tear and things need to be attached back to the bone and, and things like that, then it, it won't do anything to repair that you've got to go under the knife you've got to have stuff sewn back together and once everything is in the right place where it needs to be then 
the TB500, Osterin, all of these other uh, healing compounds will help that injury and everything there heal properly. But if you need something reset back into place, if you need uh, something stitched back into place, you got to go to have a human physically do that first before you stack these compounds on there. And that's, that's something really, really important to, to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that pretty much sums it up. So Rick, tell us a little bit about stacking TB 500 BPC and what else you would stack with it. Give us an example of you because you've been going through an engine overuse injury. You're looking at um, all that. Um, what's it called? The only porn website. What's it called? Only Twitter, whatever. <laughs> You have an um, overuse injury to your elbow. TB500, BPC, Osterin, and N2 Joint RX. So N2 Joint RX, my product from my website, you go to N, the number two, joint, J-O-I-N-T-R-X.com. It'll shoot you right to a place where you can buy it. Uh, nice, big, heavy bottle. You get five big tablets per day in the product. And it has really uh, the really the substrate. It has the building blocks that you need for all of that connective tissue. It's even got coral calcium, glucosamine, chondroitin. I mean, it's got what you need. And then you use, obviously, the, the peptides and the SARM, the, the osterin, to just help your cells all over your body get, get that right signal to actually begin repairs. And then the N2 Joint RX provides the building blocks to repair with. What you're really kind of doing, really, if you... If you think about it honestly you're basically you're basically fighting age in a way because you're 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 putting into your body uh, hormones and compounds that are no longer there in high concentrations because you're getting older to actually tell your cells to to heal injuries at a rate that maybe you would have as a really really young man you'd have healed these, these injuries at that rate but since you're getting older and we're all we all have a built-in timer for when things start to go bad. Then you are actually that thymus gland that's no longer producing high amounts of thymusin of peptides. You're just adding the thymusin peptides. Fuck the gland, right? And that's basically what we're what we're doing with some of these peptides and psalms. Really, is adding in, adding in way more, even more than your body could make when you were a young man, really healthy of these compounds that are signaling the cells to repair well beyond the years that evolution or our maker, whatever you believe in out there, uh, destined for us to actually, to, 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 for the cells to repair. So um, it's, it's a great, it's a great compound. As far as me, I was going to use it. I might still, but I found I had this tennis elbow situation lasted about five months. I consulted a lot of smart people on what to do. And uh, I finally, finally figured it out. It was a, a tendonitis, a tendon that was, that runs all the way from the back of your shoulder down to through your tricep. That tendon got really tight, got really uh, uh, bothered there. And once that tendon started to get tighter and tighter and I, I didn't take care of it, I didn't get it massaged. I couldn't even tell it was doing anything. Then it manifested as pain right at the elbow, all the way down to my wrist. I mean, I couldn't even hold a big mug of water in my hand uh, about three months ago. And it really wasn't a, an overuse injury in my case. I, I changed after so many years after you know, I've been lifting weights since I was 13, um, now 40. And I, don't, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, I decided to change the way that I hold the bar when I bench press. I always benched with my elbows tucked in the way uh, somebody going to a benching competition would, because that's the guy who taught me how to bench competed in, in powerlifting and benching competitions. So he just taught me from the very start to tuck my elbows in. And while that gives me a nice strong bench, it doesn't really build up the, the chest the way you want it for bodybuilding. So I, I don't know, after about a year and change ago, I started flaring my elbows out like a bodybuilder. And I think that's what started doing it. That's what started the injury. Because I do remember a couple of times after getting off the bench, feeling my upper back a little bit tight. And I did some, some stretching, obviously. I started stretching and thought that was the issue. But I think 
I think that's what started setting off the problem. And then it just became just full-blown tendonitis, tennis elbow. And the way it kind of finally got got fixed is um, I finally hit upon a old, old man. He's like in his 70s, really knows his shit. And he, you know, he touched around and he said, your problem is right here at the, at the tricep. And he massaged the tricep, applied hot, hot cream on it, went through about four different sessions with him. And my arm started to feel better. And then my gym put the heavy bag back out and I started hitting the heavy bag again. And just the stretching motion from throwing my, my right hand, which is where the injury was, throwing my right hand out there, it, it started to loosen up all those tendons, loosen up everything back there. And I, I'd say I'm, I'm about I'm about 95% recovered now from my tennis elbow injury. And, uh, and I am going to obviously use a TB500 here in the near future just to, just to really kind of shore things up uh, um, and to make sure that now that I'm healed from this injury that it'll continue to stay well. But I know just I got to go back to my elbows tucked in uh, benching technique and really uh, never stop hitting the heavy bag. You know, that, that used to be my warm-ups hitting the heavy bag. And my gym uh, changed things around because of, of COVID. They, they shut the showers down, shut off the area where you can go hit the bag and um, and just not stretching my arms out violently <laughs> the way you do when you're sitting there hitting the bag really contributed to the arm getting tighter and tighter over time and more atrophied, more, uh, more tendonitis. It, it was just, it's just not, it contributed to a, to a problem is cascading effect. So I'm, I'm feeling much, much better now though. Thank God. Um, and all it took was just figuring out the problem was that the elbow. Cause I had, man, I had, I had put CVD cream on my elbow, tried Deca run, uh, you know, did some exercises that are, physical therapist suggested with a hard rubber ball right on the area on the elbow that hurts and stretching the wrist and um, also went to a kinesiologist tugged on my arm pretty hard and just tried a bunch of different things and I was just concentrating on the elbow the problem was was way further up the lines of the tricep the whole time and I didn't feel anything wrong with the tricep and you know it wasn't until I started addressing the tricep massaging the tricep applying cream to the tricep putting a um a massage gun on the tricep that things loosened up and everything felt way better. And uh, that was just, uh, that's just something I went through. So uh, hopefully can help anybody out there because tennis elbow, it's, it, it can become like very like chronic and you just keep, keep having problems with it. Buddy of mine's told me he had, a, he had a, this chronic tennis elbow situation for almost 10 years, 10 fucking years. He, he lived with, with just a constant, uh, pain in his arm just something hopefully will help guys out there all right guys so hope you guys learn a lot from this podcast for steve smee and the rickster we'll talk to you guys next one have a good one have a good one steve have a good one guys legal disclaimer we are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use we are not doctors and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program